0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. We are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. My name is Faraz Sidekim here with Zach Rizzuto. We're going to go over buys. We're going to go over sells. It's trading season. Not only for us, but it, apparently it's trading season in the NFL. Right yeah. Robbie Anderson got traded during our podcast yesterday to the Cardinals. And there could be some other trades coming. all right stay tuned for that you know over the over the next you know maybe week or two trade deadlines gonna be coming up soon. Uh, you know in the also trade deadlines you know right around the corner for fans as well we only have a few more weeks to pull some trades together before the fantasy playoffs to get yourself over the hump get yourself into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so you know don't be complacent, right? This was right. a you know relatively weak waiver wire week, right? So if you got to make some moves, you got to do do what you got to do, you know. Trade some studs away, maybe buy some studs, do some two for ones. But we're gonna go over all that today. We're gonna go over a bunch of guys that were buying, a bunch of guys that were selling, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Not a whole bunch of news to go over going into Wednesday. We'll monitor those practice reports for you, um, you know, and we'll talk more about any injuries going into Week Seven. So in tomorrow's podcast, uh, when we go over our quarterback and running back rankings. But Zach, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. You know, I'm I'm hopeful for this week in fantasy football. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's quiet on the waiver wire. So no one's really moved up or down really in any of my leagues. And it's probably the same for your guys. Um, nobody's really made any big pickups There hasn't been much of a shift. Um, you know, players that you had on by last week are back. So that feels good to get them back in the lineup. But other players are missing. It always sucks these first few weeks of buys. Um, A lot of big players missing time. But every time they come back, it's nice to have those buys behind them. And that actually can increase their value a little bit if you're talking about trades. You look at their buy, it's already behind them. That could actually make them appeal a little bit more. That's what I've been trying to do in my leagues uh, recently.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. All right, so why don't we just get right into it, man? Yeah. Let's go ahead and get right into uh, some of the buys, some of the sells. And one guy who is coming off of his buy is Amara St. Brown. Um, you know, we don't know for sure if he's going to play this week. He did say that he's feeling better, which is great to hear. Um, but I take advantage of that right now before he gets that full practice. in, Right. Yeah. Uh, before we hear like, oh, you got a full practice. All right. He's good to go. Right. And you know, their first practice of the week is today on Wednesday. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you might have, you know, that practice report is going to come out relatively soon. They are in the East coast or central, you know, and you're going to get that a report, you know, probably in an hour or two whether he's in practice or not. But he's a top six wide receiver. Yeah. Top six fantasy wide receiver rest of the season. Right. There is a good chance that most aren't viewing him that way. Like if I had to bet and I had to take a poll, and I'm gonna do that actually on my Instagram later. Yeah. Is Amara St. Brown a top six fantasy wide receiver? I would say that a vast majority would say that he's not. Um I would I would guess fifty fifty on that one, and I train him I trade for him right now, while that isn't at a hundred percent because I have a feeling in a couple of weeks, uh, everyone is going to be viewing Amara St Brown uh, as a top wide receiver. So if you're looking to make that playoff push, if you're chilling at five and one four and two and you're trying to get that championship caliber player who will take you to the promised land, I feel like Amara right now is a great
1: buy. And much like he did for you last season, you know, he was a late bloomer. You talk about fantasy production in the season, you know, he went on that tear and he carried it over into this season before going down with an injury. You you have to take advantage of these game logs, the way it looks, you know, when you're looking at trades. His last four games have been 13 points against the Vikings where he got injured and missed some time. Then he missed week four, came back in week five, played through the injury and didn't perform very well. Week six bye, and now it's week seven against Dallas. You have to look at that and think nobody's really going to like that for Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, you know he hasn't produced the way he did to open the season. It looked really good then, but even though he had that streak carryover from 2021 to 2022, people might still be leery about him because you know they haven't seen it for a full season. And the offense in Detroit is it looked good, and suddenly it's it, the wheels are falling off a little bit. And they're going against Dallas. All of those things you can leverage to say, okay, give me Amon Ross St. Brown. Once he gets past Dallas, he has Miami, Green Bay, Chicago, New York, Buffalo, a bunch of high stakes matchups, a bunch of good matchups for him. You know, you don't want to just boil it down to matchups, but we've seen what he can do and the way that Jared Goff dials into Amon Ross St. Brown. So he's totally 100% a buy this week, especially if you could get him because his stock is as low as it's going to be this season, I think.
0: Jose is over here asking, should I trade away Cooper Cup? and get back Amon-Ra St. Brown and Leonard Fournette. Um and the answer to that is yes. Like if yeah. you could if you could pull that off. You know Amon-Ra is like a poor man's cup basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you know Fournette the 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 amount that he's been used over the past 2 weeks and him getting all his snaps back and his usage back, what we what we what we've seen we we've been drafting him you know where he was going in that third round because of what we saw over the past 2 weeks and that possibility and I'm glad that he's back. You know, getting that usage. So yeah, no, if you need a running back, this is a slam dunk deal right here. If you could pull it off. Mostly I don't think you could pull that one off.
1: Yeah. But listen,
0: a lot of people love Cooper Cup and they want him on their team.
1: Yeah. Cooper Cup, the thing is, he is probably the best, you know, fantasy receiver right now. He's guaranteed workload. Matthew Stafford just dials in on him every every single time they come on the field. But that's a two for one stud. You know, if you look at Cooper Cup as you know, if every player's what's called has a value on a scale of zero to one, you know, Cooper Cup's like a 1.5. But then you also look at Leonard Fournette and Amon, R- Amon Ross St. Brown. i say they're like both ones themselves, too. So it's like two for 1.5. That makes sense. We know that yeah, Cooper Cup that is makes a very sense. good receiver, but it's two studs for one. And like that's going to help you in the long run.
0: Yeah. I, I like how you frame that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Cool. Bye, Amon Ra. Next guy I want to talk about, AJ Brown. He, and, he's the wide receiver one, the fantasy wide receiver one that we thought he was going to be on this past first Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts take, took the next step. So because of that, like his value went up even higher, right? Like he hasn't actually blown up. He hasn't really blown up since week one. And right. Those blow ups I feel like they're going to come, man. He's fourth in wide receiver weighted opportunity. And what that is is – a combination of target share and air yards. Right. Yeah. And air, why is that important? Because the further downfield that you're being targeted, the more valuable those targets are. Um, and if you're, if you have a high target share in a pass first offense, which we haven't seen every single week, right? Because like they went up against the Cowboys, tough matchup, right? Yeah. Jalen hurts had a down week. Um, they had that game in the rain in terrible conditions that, you know, brought things down as well. So like you had a couple games there where the conditions aren't weren't great. Um, you know, nothing's ever ideal in the NFL, right? You're gonna hit those non-ideal weeks. But yeah, the fact that AJ Brown hasn't exploded yet and gave giving you that ridiculous like 150, you know one touchdown game, even two touchdown game. That's it's gonna happen. And yeah. I just want AJ Brown on my squad right now. If I'm looking for a high end wide receiver Who you know might not be top six, top seven, but can easily be top ten, a top ten play every single week.
1: Right, you have to consider. You know, he is the PPR wide receiver nine right now, and he's still like I don't know if it feels like this for you, but for me, it's I still haven't seen him take over a game. You know, and really have his signature game in Philadelphia. I feel like that's coming as games get more consequential down the stretch. You know, they're gonna start relying more on their stars to get. Um, to make plays, and that's only going to benefit A.J. Brown. And it's not that he's been producing badly for you either. You know, even on a down week for Jalen Hurts last week against a good Cowboys defense, he did manage to tally a touchdown on five catches. So there is no worry for me about A.J. Brown. I think his ceiling is much higher than what he's been producing right right now. Um, I think that what we're seeing is just, you know, the Eagles offense being good, and it it can be great. It's uh, The Eagles offense, you know, it's great. There's a stat. Like they're fantastic in the second quarter. They've scored the most points in the second quarter. Uh they scored more points in the second quarter than a bunch of other teams in the NFL have total. Like, you know, um, there's a stat like that. So we're not even seeing the extent of this Eagles offense. Um, anything more, you know, is only gonna help AJ Brown. Um, we talked about AJ Brown being a bye last week. And I think even though he did have a serviceable performance this week, um, his value is still low enough that he's a bye
0: for sure for sure so you you know you want to buy into this you know Pat, even even devonte smith you know what i mean like he's had yeah. he's had some big games lately so he might be a little bit tougher to buy i feel like where he's at right now is kind of where his value sits um so you're not necessarily buying him low like yeah. I, I wouldn't expect to get you know devonte smith to be i expect him to be you're a rank between like you know i would expect him to be like a solid wide receiver too with upside every single week and that's kind of where he's been producing so yeah I, I'm okay buying him if, if, you know, as part of a deal package or something like that, if you're trying to round out your wide receiver core. I think just buying into this Eagles pass offense is a good idea. Even Dallas Goddard, you know, who had a down yeah. last week, as you know. Yes. Uh, that was a little shot at Zach. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Appreciate it. <laughs> I kicked, kicked him while he was down.
1: Put, put up uh, a four bomb for me going against <laughs> Ferraz. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
0: Chris Godwin is the next guy I want to buy, man. Uh, The Bucs offensive line, you know, is not playing well, right? Uh, They have, over the past three weeks, the Bucs have passed the ball more than any other team. And I think Godwin, you know, his role, his targets are going to be there, right? Like, he's had at least six catches over the last three games. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Great schedule the rest of the way. And that's not typical, you know, because usually, like, a team like the Bucks, a good team usually would have a not too good of a schedule because usually good teams go up against good defenses. Yeah. Uh good teams are matched up properly. Like if you don't know how the scheduling works, it's like you'll play a division in the AFC, you'll play a division in the NFC, you'll play your own division, and then you'll play a couple teams who finished around you the year before. Right. That's kind of how it works. And um, and yeah, like this is a good time to buy Chris Gowan before he starts going off for you. He's been looking pretty good, man, since he came back from that hamstring injury. Remember, he's also coming off the ACL. Uh so it's only going to get better from here. I, I think Chris Godwin is somebody that you can probably buy as like a low-end wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. And he has wide receiver one upside. He has top 12 upside, um which we saw a bunch of times last year. So, um uh, another one, you know, like if you lost Marquise Brown, remember, this is a lot of these guys are targets for people who lost Marquise Brown. This past week, you know, Chris Godwin, AJ Brown, I lost Marquise Brown on three teams.
1: (laughs) That's that's (laughs) pretty rough.
0: It's rough, man. I'm looking to you know you know purchase a purchase, not the right right, (laughs) buy one of these guys (laughs) uh, to 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 help me you know kind of uh, keep things afloat for those fantasy teams. Uh, So Chris Godwin is one of those guys I'm looking at.
1: Yeah, for us going shopping for receivers right now, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to decide what, what shelf we're going purchase. off. The, the recently injured. It's like you know, the last chance buy shelf, you know, that you have <laughs> you're going after veterans like that. Um, that's pretty funny. I just think about you know, shopping for receivers. But the thing about Chris Godwin is you know, you're gonna buy him probably, and you're not gonna be upset even if he doesn't have that wide receiver one outside for you because he has a very nice floor in this offense. You know, he hasn't left any of his um owners out to dry just yet. So there's a chance that you know his the, the guys that are managing him on their team might not be that willing to give up give him up for a very low price right now because he has been producing for them solidly. But you look you talk about the matchup that they have, you know, Carolina, Baltimore, Los, Los Angeles, the Rams, and Seattle the next four weeks before their Week 11 buy. Like this is prime exploding territory for um, Chris Godwin, definitely 100. Um, percent You look at the matchups. I don't see the Bucks having trouble on offense you know obviously they've, they've struggled a little bit in the opener but I don't see them struggling on offense these next four games I, I think Chris Godwin's gonna be you know his is gonna be much more inflated um by the end of week 10 than it is right now
0: you know who's that who's that calling you Zach
1: yeah yeah it's, it's tough Chris working Godwin. from home yeah, Chris yeah it's Chris Godwin. Godwin right now it, was that a, was that a house phone it is a house phone believe it or not we still have one here working from that's home that's cool man it's tough you, you yeah. should send
0: me a picture of those i forgot what those look like
1: i gotta unplug that thing
0: who's <laughs> calling you uh on, on the house phone? that's hilarious man right um you know you know why someone's calling you the house phone because you're not picking up your cell phone right now
1: that's what, that's what is, why. probably yeah no i, I got my <laughs> cell phone on the floor next to me so that thing doesn't vibrate and make noise i just can't get away from it
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh I, I love it man all right so i want to move to jonathan taylor here um the vibes around Jonathan Taylor aren't great right now, obviously. Under production, number one. And then number two, you have uh the injury, obviously, right? Yeah. He's still an elite talent, right? That the Colts want to base their offense around. His utilization over the first four weeks was elite. Okay, he's getting the touches. He's on the field when you need him to. He's running around on like 65% of dropbacks. That's what you want. And like, you know, seeing, you know, what's his face, getting 10 targets last week. You know what I'm saying? Like Deion Jackson, like, yeah. you know, that that's encouraging for JT because he's also running, he also is running that same type of role. Uh, Deion Jackson basically got the same role Jonathan Taylor got. Um, so Jonathan Taylor, you know, moving forward, he's one of those guys that you can buy now. And the, the deals that I've been seeing, you know, that people were in which people were able to get Jonathan Taylor. It's amazing. So I, I do have some hope here where people can get Jonathan Taylor like on the cheap. Um, where I think he's gonna end up being a top, you know, three fantasy running back or so. Um, you know, de- you know, going down the stretch. So if you need a running back, if you need a high end one, I'm okay doing like a two for one, you know, and, and trying to grab Jonathan Taylor. I'm cool with you know trading one of your top wide receivers for Jonathan Taylor. I think it's going to end up working out and I think this Colts offense is going to find its footing. Um, You know, they looked a little bit better over the past couple of weeks, obviously more so in the past game, which they had to kind of do. Um, But I, I want to buy Jonathan Taylor right now before he starts looking like Jonathan Taylor again.
1: Yeah, I think everything is kind of working in tandem in concert to make Jonathan Taylor very easy to buy. You talk about Poor production, you know, going into his injured stretch that we've been seeing him on. He's supposed to be back this week, right? Is that the case? He's supposed
0: to be, yeah. I mean, he practiced last week. You know, there's no word like Jonathan Taylor will play this week, but yeah. he practiced last week in a limited fashion and then they declared about it. I think they're just trying to play it safe with him. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like how they did with Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen's planning on playing this week. Jonathan Taylor's planning on playing this week, I think. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about Jonathan Taylor not playing this week.
1: Right. So you look at his stretch of games going into that injured stretch. He has seven points, 12 points, three points. Like That's enough to turn off fantasy managers and start to panic a little bit. But then he gets injured. You know, now he's missing games and he's not producing for you. He wasn't producing for you anyway when he was on the field. I think that that's a perfect buy window, like as good as you can ask for it right now. I think you get him really cheap. Um, and the other thing that if you notice Jonathan Taylor, the way that he's trended in his first two seasons is he starts kind of slow and then he picks it up at the end of the season. Um I I prefer
0: that. I prefer that than the other way around, right? Yeah. Look at all the guys who've been killing it earlier this year, right? Like Christian Kirk, um CEH, James Robinson, right? Like, would you rather them have done what they did in the first few weeks, or would you rather them doing it them be doing that right now? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, think about that for a second. Like, it's okay that he didn't produce
1: early, you know? Yeah. Well, just for a little evidence here, you know, 2020. Jonathan Taylor opened the season. Weeks one, two, three, and four, 14 points, 19 points, 13 points, eight points. By the last four weeks of the season, weeks 14 and 17, 30 points, 19 points, 19 points, 38 points. Damn. 2021 opens the season. Weeks one, two, three, and four, 17 points, six points, eight points, 20 points. And then in a four game stretch in the middle of the season, not weeks nine to 13, 33 points, 24 points, 53 points, 19 points. Like, He comes on. Jonathan Taylor had a
0: 53 point game last year.
1: Yes, he did. I was on the butt end of that game. (laughs) I was so mad. I couldn't believe it because he rushed for what? Four touchdowns, was it? Yeah. Four touchdowns, caught one, 53 points. They could not stop giving the ball and against the Bills. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm in the clear. You know, he's playing against the Bills defense. It's a good defense. No, I remember that very clearly. And it's, it's giving me a little PTSD right now. But we're going back to what I'm talking about. He comes on later in the season. That's been the trend so far. I wouldn't bet against Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, like you said, he is an elite talent, and he's still on an offense that's going to be, you know, running through him when he gets back. Um, if you could get Jonathan Taylor now, you know, I would buy him up as in as many leagues as I can because chances are, like I said, his price is probably very low.
0: I love it. I love it.